Want to support Not Straight Cast? Visit the notstraightcast.com slash store where you can get a Not Straight Cast t-shirt, hat, bag, coffee mug, and much, much more. Along with getting some snazzy merchandise, your purchase in the notstraightcast.com forward slash store also helps support the show. Once again, that's notstraightcast.com forward slash store. This is Not Straight Cast with Jason Bailey and Joe Crynock. Welcome to Not Straight Cast, number 15 for June 17th, 2021. We're the show that gives you the news and views from a Not Straight perspective. I'm Joe. And I'm Jason. How's it going, Joe? I'm doing good. I'm a little bit uh, congested, you know. I don't know what exactly is going on. I think the allergies are uh, making the, just wearing their ugly head back into my life again but you know yeah it's uh it's a that time of year in pittsburgh it's bright and sunny and it's nice and warm but uh everything is filled with pollen in the air yes it is and our camping trip was filled with pollen as well i tell you what yeah yeah <laughs> pollen and sunburn yes oh my goodness Have yeah you- so um how are you doing with the sunburn because jason and i both got sunburned on the trip uh today is peeling day Yes, that started for me yesterday. My forehead, my shoulders. Oh wow! Yeah, now my my back and my shoulders started to peel today. I uh, it's it's much better than the pain that I felt a couple of days ago, but it's so itchy, extremely itchy. Mine's more just less like my skin's drying the areas where it's peeling out, you know. So I've been moisturizing and everything. Yeah, but just trying to deal with the shedding of the skin. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wear my tank tops right now. Right. So I'm kind of glad I didn't wear a tank top during the trip. I actually forgot to bring one because otherwise we would have had what looked like a bra, you know, <laughs> that's you know, type, you know, yeah, like like type of sunburn. But I don't, I don't know if you're making fun of me or not, but, you know, that's exactly what I have right now. No, actually, what <laughs> you had you were wearing a harness. Yeah. So if like right around the area where you were not wearing the harness, you were not sunburned, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've got uh, a harness tan line. It's uh it's quite comical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's weird though, is that the tops of my hands got sunburned, which I've never seen before. Oh yeah. That's never happened to me. I've also never seen it on anybody else. Yeah. I just thought that was kind of odd, but nonetheless, I mean, it doesn't hurt or anything. My arms are okay. They're not really peeling that much. So yeah. Yeah. What well, you, I, uh, we were there for about uh, three days and on the third day, I, uh, you met a guy, didn't you? Yeah, very quickly. <laughs> As we were leaving, I forget his name. I don't, I don't know if it was Darren or Daryl or what it was, but it's kind of like you, know, you just catch eyes with somebody. Yeah. It's kind of like you have that instant connection kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And he was cute, too. Plus, I was talking to him. Unfortunately, he's from the other side of the state in Philadelphia. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So I was kind of like, well, right there. You know, I, I kind of made the joke that everybody who's not from Pennsylvania is like, oh, that's not that far away. You know, yeah, everybody thinks away. Yeah. yeah everybody thinks that uh that's just because we're both large cities in pennsylvania that we all know each other or that we go you know back and forth or whatever but it's uh quite a drive mm-hmm. what was even more interesting was um when we were driving back we stopped at a uh, store called sheets it's kind of like wawa you know yeah on the philly side of things there but they have you know like food and huge you know convenience store very nice Anyways, he ended up showing up there as well. 
I guess they had come down to get supplies before they went back up to camp because I guess they were staying a little bit longer. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he ended up hugging me and kissing me <laughs> right in the middle of the store. I saw that and I was like, damn, that's bold because I don't know what kind of what part of Pennsylvania we're in right now and what these people are like. Well, I mean, it was slippery rock, you know, so I don't think it was too bad. But, you know, still, it's the area where you'll run into, you know, Trump signs, even though he's lost. At this yeah. Point, yeah. Know. They they still had their Trump signs up. And uh, right near the camp, there's a house that has a Confederate flag, I believe. So we would talk about the camping trip, but. There was some drama that occurred. I think everything ended up okay by the end. A lot of lessons learned, I guess you could say. I would, yeah, I, w- I would say there were some lessons learned. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could go into it more, but I mean, it, it was just, um, let me put it this way. I'll at least say it from my perspective. After the first day, I was ready to leave the next day, but then things calmed down the second day and ended up ending on a high note. You know? Oh, so, yeah. It was kind of like the second day was what the first day should have been and then continued on being, you know? Yeah. Day two was day two was fantastic. But uh, day one, everybody was Kung Fu fighting, you know, by the end of the day. And it was just like, (laughs) and uh, let me put it this way here. An argument occurred. Somebody ended up in my tent that should have been in a different place there. They were snoring so much. I ended up sleeping in my car the first night and I probably got like an hour of sleep. Moral of the story is just go camping with people that you already know and are super comfortable with. Yes. Mm -hmm. Or just go camping by yourself, (laughs) which I vow to do next time. So (laughs) (laughs) a friend of mine, a friend of mine last night Uh sent me a message saying, uh, Hey, do you want to go camping July 24th? And I was just like, I'm going to have to seriously think about that. Well, okay. Number one, do you know this person? Yes. Do you do you know them well? Yes. Have you hung out with them outside of a bar? Yes. Okay. Do you think you can trust them? Yes. Okay. How, however, I the idea of sharing a space with somebody yes is so unappealing right now. Mm-hmm. I and. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe we could go camping together, but get separate cabins and just each go. have our own space. That would perfect. be perfect. Yeah. Perfect idea. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's the thing there. You kind of got to um, be in a situation where you have to kind of look out for number one, you know, in those yeah. types of situations. And number one is you. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, as as I'm sure that you're well aware, I don't get out to do things like that. Uh, very frequently so a trip out to the camp is like a big deal for me it's it's almost like my vacation i haven't taken Mm -hmm. a real vacation in eight or nine years i think the last time i went on a real vacation was ocean city maryland in like 2013 or 2014 something like that i so these little trips that get me out of town every once in a great while are a big deal to me yeah, and, there's nothing wrong with that. I've I've gone camping numerous years in a row there, and that's kind of my vacation. Yeah. You know, and there's definitely nothing wrong with that, you know, because it is something different. It gets you out of your cycle, you know. Right. There's nothing like being out in the you know countryside and, you know, just relax and everything there. But <laughs> absolutely. So what I'm looking to do, I might take this next camping trip and just sort of like let it be a redo. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you. Yeah. You, you learned your lesson the first time. 
Yeah. And uh, the second time, I think you'll have a much better time. So I agree. I agree. I've never had a bad time at the camp that we were at until we had a little bit of drama. But yeah, so anyway, we could talk about camping and drama all day long, but uh, it's maybe better to just get into the news. Well, we have one other thing to cover before the news there. And then that's oh, our, that's uh, right. The Not Straight Cast, $50 Amazon.com gift card contest there, or giveaway or whatever you want to call it at this point here. Yeah. It um, has a hundred entries already. I can't even believe that. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think what happened was, is that one of those uh, places where, you know, like people post about all oh, contests that are going on and you can enter, uh, got a hold of it there. But hey, that's, you know, hundreds of entries we didn't have before. Number one and number two, probably people who didn't know about the show. That's the point of the whole entire contest. Right. You know, I could I could spend $50 running, you know, Google ads that people would just ignore. Or I could spend $50 on the card, you know. Right. And give that away to some lucky person and they may listen to the show. And, you know, even if you don't, you know, win, you know, you're still entered in that contest and everything there. And sure. Yeah. Most marketing endeavors are, you know, like this. Hey, we're going to give you 50 bucks. Uh, look at us. Yeah, please exactly. give, please give mm-hmm. us your attention now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, it takes money to make money. And honestly, we make no money at this right now. So. Right. You know, it's one of those cases there. It's more or less we do this because we like doing it, not because we want to make money at it there. But I mean, you know, it's it's one of those cases there where it's nice to, you know, get a little compensation for it, maybe at least pay the bills. You sure. Know? Well, it's it's just my excuse to hang out with you once a week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but then we got to the point where we're hanging out so much at camp. It's like, uh <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't talk to you since we've gotten back, right? I mean, other than maybe a Facebook message here or there. Uh, no, we, this is the first time I've vocally we haven't, talked to you. We haven't hung out. Uh, we've chatted on Facebook Messenger, though. Yeah, I mean, but not actually hung out, you know. So. Yeah, well, I mean, that was just like, what, two days ago? Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> I've had enough of you for this week already. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I love you, so. Of Anyways, uh, yeah, are you ready for the news? Yeah, let's get into it. Okay, here we go. Our first story today here. When a male teacher was told it wasn't acceptable for him to wear makeup, his community immediately jumped to his defense. Nick Popovich, a father of two who loves colorful makeup and teaches English at Grand Blanquesa, Michigan, um, wore makeup during Pride Month. But during Pride Month, one local resident took to the community Facebook group Grand Blank Residents Uncensored to share photos of the teacher's rainbow looks and wrote, is it true this man teaches at Grand Blank High School? This is not acceptable as a role model for kids easily influenced. Papa Ditch didn't personally see the post, but told WJRT, I got all these texts that were warning me like, Nick, you got to check this out. Somebody's bashing you in social media. Luckily, his local community in the small Michigan city jumped to his defense. One resident responded to the woman's hateful post. Say you're homophobic without saying you're homophobic. Another local, one of Nick Popovich's former students, shared her own post in the group. We live in a time where self-expression and self-love is not always applauded, a world where oppression and closed-mindedness has always taken the lead. It is so important that we remind the world and our youth that it's okay to be different. It's okay to be you. Nick Popovich has been highly positively influential for many former GB students, including myself. 
She said that she was forever grateful to have learned from the teacher and added, the former post, which has now been deleted, represents the ugliness that sadly exists in the world. But the love and support of the comments was a reminder of the difficult but necessary work that has been done in the direction we're headed. The teacher explained that he wore makeup to express himself, but also to be a role model to the queer kids. He said teachers need to represent every student, and we have plenty of people who look a certain way, but we also need to have other people that are going to be there for kids and be a role model for kids that do feel differently or are going to express themselves in a different way. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You and know, I, th- I, th- I think that's great. You know, I think it's great, that. too. And I also think it's, you know, it's weird that we're living in a time and this didn't just start. So, you know, but I oh, think no. it's weird that we're living in a time when an entire news story can be based around a Facebook uh, post inside a like a Facebook group. I mean, yeah, that's just crazy. But yeah, but also, too, I think it's one of those situations where you're seeing where th- times are changing, you know. It's not cool to be homophobic anymore. And anybody who's homophobic in 2021 is out loud. You know? Yes, in like, the minority, except for exactly. some very, very conservative areas where, you know, the majority there are homophobic. But uh, but yeah, it's it feels good to read a story like that where somebody was was being attacked on Facebook uh, in a homophobic way and the majority of the responses were supportive and positive. Exactly. Of course, like, have you ever looked at the comments of like a local news story? Uh, yeah. <laughs> All those, no matter what the story is about, usually devolve into something, you know? Yeah. There was uh here in Pittsburgh, whenever we had the, um, uh, the horrible tree of life incident. Yes. Pittsburgh began Post people in Pittsburgh began posting signs with the slogan uh, "Stronger than Hate," and uh, there were people who would make comments on Facebook like, "Yeah, we're stronger than hate," unless you read the uh, the WPXI uh, comments section. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just very true, you know. And they're always wearing sunglasses and hats, and probably yes, sitting in their car are. in a truck, you know. That's where their Facebook profile photo comes from, of course. I know, right? Yeah, it just amazes me. You know, I don't comment on a lot of Facebook stuff. I read a lot of stuff, but I usually stay out of it, you know? Unless I know the person personally or I have a very strong feeling about it there. But I feel like a lot of these people just have too much time in their hands. They sit there and just comment, you know? They sit there and comment hate, you know? They know it's hate. Yeah. I feel the same way and I do the same thing. I'll look through the comments if somehow something I uh, I uh, what what do I want to say? If I was provocated, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. If I was provoked, I uh, but I generally t- try to stay out of the comments sections of those posts. There will be sometimes when I'll see them post a story and be like, "Nope, don't click on those comments." Like I know where the comments are going to go. Right? Yeah. Don't get yourself involved in this. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it, you know, it's just one of those situations where, you know, I'm, I'm glad the school, you know, is open to him wearing makeup and stuff because I can see that being another issue as well. Absolutely. You know? I And I'm, I'm very proud of all of the people for, you know, battling, battling against the hate. And uh, speaking of battling against the hate, uh, my story kind of does the same thing. Exactly. Go yeah. Ahead. 
So Burger King announced this month that it was taking a stand for LGBTQ rights and against fast food competitor Chick-fil-A. Burger King, around since 1953 and based in Miami, is known for its flame-broiled Whopper, but it has been battling Chick-fil-A and Popeyes for the chicken sandwich market for some time now. The Atlanta-based Chick-fil-A has become known in recent years almost as much for its homophobia as its poultry. The company's CEO, Dan Cathy, has a long history of donating to anti-LGBTQ extremist groups. Most recently, the Daily Beast revealed that Cathy just donated to the Christian Charitable Foundation, which is fervently anti-LGBTQ. So Burger King presents an LGBTQ-friendly option, the Chiking sandwich. Chiking. Chiking. Yeah. Uh, Burger King will donate 40 cents for every sandwich that it sells throughout Pride Month uh, to the human rights campaign. The offer caps out at $250,000 or 625,000 sandwiches. The all chi- gone. Yeah, I would have Probably to assume. Let me read this all gone or listen yeah. to this. Yeah. I know. Well, it's it's good marketing because I would yeah. actually be interested to go and try this sandwich. Uh, but I kind of also want to know if uh, if the donation's been capped out already. You know, Name a Burger King around you. Uh, there's one down on... I yeah exactly what is it? Yeah, exactly don't don't you don't go any further that's my point what do you mean <laughs> yeah it's Burger Kings aren't aren't easy to find anymore you notice that oh yeah well there's one uh, right downtown well yeah it took you a while to come up with that huh <laughs> well I was trying to say it, Google but you, search yeah <laughs> you you interrupted me no there's one downtown right by their ultra lounge oh okay yeah the only one I can think of is in Carrick section of Pittsburgh. Oh no! There's also one over one over in Oakland, and I get them delivered, oh, okay. uh, so it, well, it really yeah. doesn't really doesn't matter. Uh, but uh, the one downtown, I was just complaining about this yesterday. <laughs> the one downtown used to be a Chinese buffet. Okay. And I lived downtown, and I would just go to that Chinese buffet every day. And now it's gone, and it's a Burger King. So now you just get Burger King, then, right? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I try not to eat downtown Pittsburgh, so. Oh, really? I mean, people are getting killed outside these restaurants sometimes. So, Oh, yeah, but you got to take your chances if, if you're going to go to Fogo de Chao. <laughs> okay, well. That's oh, my different. God. We should go to Fogo de Chao sometime. I haven't actually been there. I've been to Texas de Brazil a number of times. There was one year that the guy that I was dating at the time, we were going to go to Alexandria, Virginia to his family's for Thanksgiving, and we missed the train because we thought it left at 11 and it left at 10. I uh, so we have to do about Burger King, Jason. So we we just went to we just went to Texas Day Brazil for Thanksgiving. It was fantastic. <laughs> but anyway, about Burger King, though. we're getting off on a tangent. Hey, yeah, you, you started it. Anyway, uh, I'm sorry, my bad. Just, uh, I was just making a joke, and now you're like, <laughs> <laughs> well, now let's I want to talk. I'm, I'm now I want to talk about, about Fogo de Chao. Yeah, okay, fine. Brazilian Brazilian steakhouses are fantastic. Anyway, this is a community. We love dearly and have proudly supported over the years, a Burger King representative told USA Today about the Chiking. So we couldn't miss an opportunity to take action and help shine a light on the important conversation happening and earn some money from the LGBTQ community during Pride Month because that's what everybody does now. Right. 
Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) End of story. Now, can we talk about Fogo de Chao? There we go. Yeah. So tell me about this Brazilian steakhouse. Oh, my God. Have you never been to a Brazilian steakhouse? I have, but tell me about this one. Well, I don't know. I've never been there. That's what I was saying. I've been I've been to Texas Day Brazil, but now I want to go to Fogo de Chao. I mean, it's the same concept, but uh, Fogo de Chao is right downtown and Texas Day Brazil is over in Station Square. Okay, in Station Square is okay. So, yeah, absolutely. So anyways, uh, (laughs) boy, talking about getting down a rabbit hole there. Something I'm not prepared to talk about. Brazilian steakhouses. Yeah, I know, right? I'm either just, Brazilian or a steakhouse. Discuss. Well, I, th- I, th- I think I'm getting hungry. Right. And so now I'm talking about like my favorite restaurants. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, what we're not hungry for is more violence in the LGBT community there. But well, uh, we well. like to see these kind of stories, though. So uh, Long Beach, California, they had a iconic rainbow lifeguard tower. And it got burned down in March by vandals. Oh, wow. It's now been reborn. So hundreds of people showed up at the unveiling ceremony of the new tower on Thursday, June 10th in Long Beach. According to news outlet KABC, Robert Garcia, the city's first openly gay mayor, said that the new tower provides an immediate sense of pride and inclusion for the city's LGBT plus community. As a gay person and as a queer person, seeing that just makes you feel welcome and supported, Garcia said. And as the mayor of this community, I was just really proud. So the original tower was painted in pride colors by LGBT members of the city's Marine Safety Division in 2020. But it went up in flames during the night of March 22nd, and by the next morning, the tower was reduced to ashes. KABC said the cause of the fire is still under investigation, but it's been classified as arson. Garcia vowed at the time to rebuild the tower better and brighter. He said in a post on Twitter that there was little doubt in his mind that the fire was an act of hate. Ray Ramirez, a Long Beach resident, told the LA Times that the lifeguard tire fire served as a reminder that there's still a lot of work to do to bring about LGBTQ equality in the area. But he said the unveiling of the new tower gave him hope for the future. Now we're here, resurrected, Ramirez said. The idea that here on this promenade, where the people walk, ride, run, there's something so visual to remind people that we exist as part of the community. KABC reported that city officials are working to add a plaque, a space near the tower for events, and even a pathway for wheelchairs near the new Rainbow Lifeguard Tower. That's awesome. Absolutely. It's nice to hear about stuff like that, you know? Yeah, it's definitely, uh, definitely get tired of all of the stories. You know, when when taking a look through the stories for this show, Mm -hmm. it's death and hate and uh, arrests and transgender hate. Or, yeah, you know, or death, or you know, it, it's very depressing sometimes to be a member of the LGBTQIA community. Yeah, absolutely. So I, uh, it's nice to be able to find a story like this. I, uh, and uh, stories of like hope and rebuilding, and you know, stuff like that. Absolutely. You know what needs repainted? I was just driving by it the other day. Um, they painted yeah. a sidewalk rainbow colors. Oh, I'm sorry, over... they painted the middle of the street rainbow colors in Pittsburgh yeah. on Ellsworth Street. Yeah. And uh, it is so faded now. Wasn't that like two years ago? Yeah, it is so faded now. I'm like, oh, man, this thing needs to be repainted. Of course, it's going to be like everything else in Pittsburgh. It's going to start off nice, 
then it's just going to devolve into something that looks like crap. Oh, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I could go on and on about Pittsburgh, but we won't. I'm thinking we, though, though, should take a break, right? Yeah, that sounds good. Let's take let's take our little break. Okay. So anyways, coming up next, we're going to discuss a hate crime against a kid in Ohio. See? Talking about it again here. Yeah. A internet troll that fooled Donald Trump, homophobes in Louisville, Colorado, and a robotic, robotic moment of conclusion as Not Straight Cast continues after this. Want to support Not Straight Cast? Visit the notstraightcast.com slash store where you can get a Not Straight Cast t-shirt, hat, bag, coffee mug, and much, much more. Along with getting some snazzy merchandise, your purchase in the notstraightcast.com forward slash store also helps support the show. Once again, that's notstraightcast.com forward slash store. Welcome back to Not Straight Cast. Jason, did you have a good break? I did, yeah. I went and got some water and took a big pee. Yeah, I listened to a commercial. Nice. <laughs> well, that's exciting. Right? <laughs> Anyways, All right. Uh, yeah, you have another story, and we were talking about the hate in the community, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. It's reared its ugly head again, so. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into it. A 14-year-old middle school student from Ohio was the victim of an apparent anti-gay attack from a fellow student recently. Tristan Torres was sitting on the bleachers outside Defiance Middle School in Defiance, Ohio, on Thursday, May 27th. He was draped in an LGBTQ pride flag when another student approached him, ripped the flag off from around his shoulders, and assaulted him with it. He hit me with the flag that I was wearing after ripping it off my neck, Torres told TV station WTOL. Afterward, the student proceeded to punch Torres and pour water on him. Of course he did, right? You know? Yeah. Jesus <laughs> like, Christ. Just add insult to injury, right? Yeah. 14-year-old kids. Damn. Right. I've heard that it was a dare, Torres said. Someone told me it was because I said a racial slur, which was completely false. Some people said it was because I'm gay and just to do it anyway. The attack came just days before the start of LGBTQ Pride Month, part of the reason Torres was wearing the flag. It was my official way of saying that I was gay and not trying to hide it, Torres said. If Torres took the attack in stride, it was perhaps a little bit more difficult for his mother to digest. I wake up to my son coming home and telling me he was roughened up today, Brianne Torres said to WTOL. He's so used to the bullying, it was kind of nothing to him. But to me, it was heartbreaking. Defiance School Superintendent Bob Morton released the following statement to WTOL. We are aware of this situation, and it was dealt with swiftly with school administration and local law enforcement. Morton said, situations like this are taken very seriously. I'm sure they are. Very seriously. Very seriously. This, yeah. I put this person away for a long, long time. 
Yeah. So uh, there's no more, there's no additional information about what exactly happened. So apparently it's just kind of okay for a 14 year old kid to get bashed around because he's wearing a pride flag. Yeah. It's completely unfortunate. You know, as much as you like to think, you know, kids are different nowadays than they were back in our day. It's still there, you know, I agree. Well, and to some extent, it goes back to what we were saying before uh, at the first story. It sort of depends on where you are. Now, that first story, somebody attacked the teacher and all the 14 year old or whatever, however old they are, kids uh, stood up for him. Exactly. That may be in a little bit more of a, uh, a liberal area or uh, an urban area, you know, something like that. I don't know anything about Defiance, Ohio, but I've never heard of it. And it may be like a small conservative town. Well, Ohio voted for Trump. So, I mean, of course, Pennsylvania did as well. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it's one of those cases there where there's a lot more conservatism. I think a lot of these kind of situations just come down to the parenting, you know, especially when the kids are that young. They're very impressionable. You have a bunch of parents who are, you know, not necessarily cultured. Right. You know, and experience things outside their own little bubble. These types of things are going to happen, you know, because the kids think it's okay to do and that they're not going to get in trouble. When in fact, you know, it's just, it's literally almost a hate crime, you know, right. Nowadays, you know, just because, I mean, they haven't legalized that yet is what I'm trying to say here. But basically uh, the point I'm trying to get at is, is that I think a lot of it has to do with the upbringing. I agree. And according to uh, the Google machine, Defiance, Ohio has a population of, of uh, over 16,000. Uh, so it's not like the tall, the small town that I grew up in with like farms and whatnot. And but three it's, people. Yeah, but it's not like a huge city either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like the town I grew up in was about that big. So, um, you know, in my graduating class was like 200 some odd people, you know, so it wasn't necessarily that small. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily that big either, you know. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of saw a lot of that whenever I was growing up there, you know, conservatism oh, yeah. has a tendency to creep into rural areas there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They, uh, it's very likely that, that the majority of them voted for Trump. And speaking of Trump on our uh, next story here, internet troll Josh Hall has been arrested and charged for fraud and identity theft after impersonating several of Donald Trump's family members online and raising funds for a fake gay voices for Trump group. All 22 in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, <laughs> figures, you know, womp, womp. <laughs> yeah. faces up to 22 years in prison if found guilty of wire fraud and aggravated identity theft. Federal authorities announced Tuesday, June 8th. Manhattan U.S. Attorney Audrey said that Hall allegedly impersonated family members of Trump on social media to fraudulently induce hundreds of victims to donate to a political organization that did not exist. Strauss added that Hall pocketed those funds for his own use. Late last year, Hall admitted to the New York Times that he was behind several social media accounts impersonating members of the Trump family. He reportedly used the accounts to promote a fictitious group called Gay Voices for Trump. The group which claimed to be a grassroots coalition of LGBT Americans supporting Donald Trump, raised over $7,300 on GoFundMe. Hall told the New York Times that he didn't end up ever really doing anything with the gay voices for Trump and claims he never got any funds from it. However, a spokesperson for GoFundMe 
told the news outlet that the money had been withdrawn by the organizer, an account listed as Josh H. In a press statement, the Department of Justice said the funds were used by Hall for his personal living expenses. William F. Sweeney Jr., assistant director in charge of the FBI, said that Hall led hundreds of people to believe that they were donating to an organization that didn't exist by pretending to be someone he wasn't. The New York Times reported that Hall's arrest is a rare instance of criminal charges being levied against somebody for creating fake accounts on social media. The practice is rife across Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and even dating sites like Tinder and Grindr. The newspaper said that Hall pretended to be five members of Donald Trump's family, including Robert Trump, the former president's brother, and Barron Trump, his teenage son. His accounts garnered over 160,000 followers on Twitter and were so convincing that the then-president even fell from one of Hall's accounts posting as Trump's sister. Hall told the New York Times last year that there was no nefarious intention behind his fake accounts. Instead, he claimed that I was just trying to rally up MAGA supporters and have fun. Dumb. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what to make of this here. He's a dumb butt. Is he pro-LGBT or anti-LGBT? I actually don't think that that's made clear. And I think maybe he was just trying to ride off the back of a marginalized group to just drum up funds, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they're calling him a troll, that means he was just doing it like to be an asshole. Yeah. And then he wasn't actually gay or lesbian or whatever. Yeah. But then he says that he was just trying to rally up MAGA supporters and have fun, Mm -hmm. which contradicts him being a troll about it, you know? That's the other thing here, too. It's kind of like if he had taken that money and donated it, then how would the story have ended? Right. Yeah. He, uh, but instead he just took it and used it. It's almost like he was acting like a pack, you know? Yeah. Like a action committee. Yeah. Absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, he just used it for his own living expenses and whatnot. So I, I think maybe he just, thought he wouldn't get caught so in today's society everybody like this is one of a a million you know we get facebook you and i and everybody listening to this that has facebook get those friend requests from the profile that was just created earlier today and has no friends we're smart enough to look past those and decline them and ignore them but if we were to accept that friend request and start a conversation it would be somebody who would be trying to get us to to send them money oh of course i uh, and so this is an incredibly common thing and all of the uh all of the uh scam artists in the call centers in calcutta uh with the irs scamming and mm-hmm. the uh the microsoft scamming and you know stuff like that everybody is is out there trying to scam for money uh this guy he did it somewhat successfully, except, you know, he was a dumbass about it and impersonated a uh, a president's family. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. So glitter box for Trump. That's all I have to say. Did you ever see those videos before on YouTube? No, I haven't. Where they uh, people steal Amazon packages, they get them home, they open them up and they're like a box full of glitter. Oh, yeah. The, unit the mark reds. Yeah, the, the videos house. by uh, Mark Rober. And if yes. you haven't seen them and you're listening to this at home, uh, go on to YouTube and watch those Mark Rober videos. What's interesting is how it's progressed. You know, 
and uh, they put cameras in there and everything there. So these boxes actually go into people's houses and they open them up. And there's fart spray that sprays out. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. Very cool. Yeah, and it's like not nice for them to get back. You know. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so moving on, uh, some more talk about Pride Month and Pride flags. Unfortunately, uh, homophobes in Louisville, Colorado, have repeatedly torn down the city's display of Pride flags, leaving a Confederate flag in its place. In Colorado, of all places, too, right? Yeah, in Colorado. On June 1st, a group of volunteers pitched in to plant dozens of rainbow flags at a busy intersection in celebration of Pride Month. Within a week, they'd all been stolen, not once, but twice. And on one occasion, a Confederate flag was left at the scene as a stark message. Louisville police said witnesses observed a 74-year-old man yanking several flags from the ground display, but officers couldn't be sure he was the one who left the Confederate flag. How dare they desecrate this area? Get these things <laughs> off my lawn. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the man was issued a municipal citation for the offense and the pride flags were recovered. But after the display was vandalized a second time, the mayor took to carrying hammers and mallets around with her in case she needed to replace the flags again. Wait, or, okay. So, or smack or, or, around a 74 year old Confederate. Right. There's a, I was just going to say that. Yes. Uh, she's supported by the local lgbt group out boulder county which has noticed an increase in anti-lgbt plus vandalism this year it's really amazed me that this year a lot more folks have come out and decided to do more destructive acts like these said events manager juan moreno in his five years with the organization, he believes this is the first time rainbow flags have been targeted in Boulder County. Fortunately, the group has more than enough pride flags to outnumber a few angry homophobes. We have a closet full of flags right now, and as many as we can get out, we will get out, Moreno said. We want folks to know that we're here. We have more flags than they have to burn, so we'll just keep replenishing and make sure that they stay up. Good deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, I was like, okay, yeah, just keep replacing the flags over and over again. You know, we're not going to be deterred. You know? Yes. So this, this story is about an angry 74 year old Confederate man who's wandering around yanking flags out of the, out of the yard. <laughs> stay out of my yard. <laughs> oh boy. Oh my God. But yeah. So, you know, at least he has a hobby, I guess. I don't know. Staying active. So, Jason, guess what time it is? 3.58. 3.58, yeah. We're recording this a little early, but yep. a day late. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, let's go on with our... The non-straight cast moment of conclusion. So new sex robots from leading AI robotics company, Real Doll, will be programmable as gay or straight or confederate, depending on whether <laughs> you're a 74-year-old man or gay or straight. Yep. So Real Doll famously created Harmony, an AI sex robot with an animatronic head and a Scottish accent in 2019. I don't know. The Scottish accent may uh, yeah, is there a reason not necessarily for that? the most sexiest thing in the world. Oh, and I think so. But anyway, continue. 
Although Harmony was apparently designed as a bisexual flavor, the company is now working on its first ever male sex robot, Henry, and is creating an artificial intelligence that will allow customers to program their robot's sexual orientation. In a video posted by company representative Brick Dollbanger on Instagram, <laughs> Matt McMullen, CEO of Real Doll Subdivision Robotics, said that developing Henry's AI software was complicated. He said, not only do we need to create a different gender, we also need to create a sexual preference in the profile. McMullen said that the lesbian sex robots were also on the horizon, adding this would be something that would also propagate to the female platform as well. McMullen said that while he hopes to release Henry next year, the company still needs to come up with that bionic penis. <laughs> we're going to be working on some sort of very special insert for Henry so that he's able to, you know, lift trucks with his penis or something. Uh, he added that they were also developing self-healing, self-lubricating erogenous zones for both the male and female robots. While real doll robots have moving heads and faces, which can recreate human facial expressions, McMullen said that fully animatronic bodies will take years to become a reality due to the safety concerns. He said, we're already starting to animate the body. The problem is, when can a body be animated and then be safe to throw into somebody's bed? A robotic arm that's strong enough to lift the entirety of its silicone weight is pretty damn strong. If something goes off a little bit with that, it can take your head off. Oh, my dear Lord. And the question yeah, just... is, which head? Would it... <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that, too. Right? We're psychotic, apparently. Yeah, yeah we are psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> Yanking penises off people, yeah. I mean, uh... but yeah, that, you know, that is a real concern, I would imagine, with a... Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. That the thing could kill you, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean... it's not satisfied enough. More, 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 <laughs> more, more, more. Well, they're they're super heavy, so yeah. I would I would assume uh, they're super heavy, and so it's difficult enough to just get it, plop it on the bed. But if it were walking around and strong enough to hold up its own weight, and moved too quickly while you're naked and underneath it, you know. <laughs> I want to give you a blowjob now. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine the thing, damn thing, talked. Or, well, you know, like, watch, the battery runs out when it's clamped down on your penis. Oh, my God. You have a real I know, sex right? doll, yeah, hanging off you. <laughs> I would have to call 911 for that one. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've actually never seen any footage of these dolls, and I kind of want to go look it up to see what they're like. I'd Like, do they talk? No. Actually, no? you know who had one is Davio. Oh, really? Yeah. But, uh, that was before the ones that talked and everything. Huh. But he'd put it in his car and everything and drive around with it. And post oh, wow. it on Facebook. That's crazy. Yeah, I guess he was sent one. So Oh wow. Well, if anybody wants to send me one, I wanna I wanna know what they're like. Heavy. videos. <laughs> yeah. Heavy. And be uh, able to get it up all my stairs. They talk with a Scottish accent, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It did say it had a Scottish accent. So they do talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, the Scottish accent I think would turn me off more than anything. Oh, I'm I'm I wanna marry a scottish or an irish person i just really? think i i think that they're all attractive well yeah i mean you're pansexual so you like anything that moves that's not what that means right <laughs> or you like pans i don't know i forget which one it was yeah i like pans exactly <laughs> <laughs> well i think it's about time to wrap this up you ready joe absolutely go ahead jason okay subscribe to us where all great podcasts are sold 
Also, check out NotStraightCast.com, which has links to our previous shows, our Facebook and Twitter pages, our Discord server, the NotStraight.store, the $50 Amazon gift card giveaway, blogs, news, and more. Yeah, and also, too, we want to thank you very much here for listening to Not Straight Cast. And if you like our show, we ask you a favor. Please leave us a five-star review in your favorite podcast app. Definitely, they'll get more people listening to us there, and we'll be able to keep doing this more and more for you there. So until next time, have a Not Straight one.